It's Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to Max Wrestling. I am your captain. He is El Jefe, and we are one week away from our next special event, Leap of Faith. And after last week's intense contract signing, I could not be more ready to see Cypher and the Kingpin clash. And it's Double Predictions Week. Jesus, I, 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 I'm not on the boat alone. Trust me, we're we're in there, and it's almost tipping over. With the anticipation for that one is gigantic. But coming up tonight, speaking of anticipation, Hollywood, Hollywood Rock, Hollywood, Hollywood Heel Rock, Hollywood Rock. I like that a lot. Is back, but is he playing the bloodline? He definitely fucking feels that way. TNA, no surrender predictions. That's right. The Bang Bang uh, Rock Paper Scissors Gang is what I call. Them. Elimination Chamber predictions plus a mandatory Dragon Club meeting. We hear from Beer and from Chris Reed on our last step to the Leap of Faith. That's me leaving. There you go. That's the part you're gonna Jack's Go Home Show. That's right. Huge. Baby, huge. Make sure you subscribe right here on YouTube. Follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is you get your lovely podcast. And of course, Find us on the beautifully done Max Wrestling website, maxwrestlingnet.com, where all of these links can be found and a whole lot more. Yeah, so to start the show, we encourage you to join the conversation, but we didn't this week because we've only got one topic to cover because we got two pay-per-views to get through, and there's only one topic really kind of worth discussing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? There is two. I do. I just thought of another one, but we're going to get into those now, so let's find out. What do you want to talk about? So, what do you want to talk about? So, of course, uh, Healy would rock returns um it's it is kind of a hybrid of the 2003 hollywood rock and the uh 500 shirt rocky maivia that we know from the the late 90s early 2000s well i mean he he says uh this week that they weren't 500 t-shirts somebody asked him are those versace t-shirts and he said fuck no they're flea market shit See, that sounds like Instagram rock that, <laughs> you know, sends you a video about going to your high school prom or whatever bullshit. That, that's that rock. Okay. The 90s rock would be like, you bet your fucking sweet ass this is Versace. <laughs> yeah. But come on, man. Where's the kayfabe? Where's the kayfabe? I love how he buried his own gimmick. I, hey. But um... when you live in two different worlds. I mean, speaking of two different worlds, we see the contrast now between the Dwayne Johnson that we've been getting cosplaying as The Rock over the past decade. Mm-hmm. And I think now he, he has gone back to that Rock persona. That heel promo we cut on SmackDown was vintage Rock. Uh, oh. Fat shaming fans. No sing-along with The Rock. Um, but it did do one thing. It... it we talked last week about how the press conference made Cody look a little bit small. I think Rock's promo made Roman look a little bit small because he oh, and yeah. Solo and Heyman were kind of and Jimmy were tucked away in the corner, and it was just a spotlight on the Rock. 
it, it absolutely was spotlight on the rock and by that was my exact process, thought process too is i'm just like so the so roman is becoming irrelevant more and more by the day i'm loving it so i'm not going to complain about it but at the same time as much as i loved it and as much as it was v- vintage rock i, I know we're going to have to keep saying that's going to be weird weird to say it but <laughs> It also did feel, and again, maybe this is just because I too am stuck with. I'm gonna have to call him like Instagram Dwayne or something. Instagram You're just gonna have Dwayne. to call him the Dwayne. I mean, there's there's the Rock, and then there's Dwayne. Let's just go with that. So I'm very used to Dwayne still, and so when I see, because again, it's still Dwayne. When I see Dwayne cutting the Rock promos, I'm like, dude, you're trying. But then I have to remind myself that is him. He is yeah. him, as they say. So it's. I, I felt it was a, a tad bit forced. I felt like he was like in the back of his mind, like, yeah, you guys are a bunch of trailer park trash inbreed Fox or whatever the hell. And then in his mind, he's like, I'm really sorry. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I said that to you. Please go see my, uh, please go see all my movies again or something. You're like, He's like apologizing to himself in his head as he's shitting on the people. At least that's my thought process. Give it another week. And I'm sure it'll lose that. I hate to say like tang, but It'll lose that little feel because yeah. it's 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 still he still feels Hollywood not in the as we know him you know hey fresh off of uh, uh what was it that goddamn movie that he did with fucking homeboy from American Pie the rundown yeah you know I'm fresh off the rundown let me go back to WWE no this is I've been gone for numerous years and I'm slowly coming back so it's it's you know what I mean it, it, it's getting there yeah. I, one more promo for me, and I'm sold back that he is 100% The Rock again. Because, like, even when he was feuding with Punk 10 years ago, well, 11 years ago, he was still very much Dwayne. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. after this segment, some gossip column uh, shared this article like, oh, WWE fans booed The Rock because he called him inbred. And he had to pretty much go on a defensive and say, look, I'm playing a heel. This is what we do. Like, Dwayne, don't break kayfabe. Apparently, he broke kayfabe like the second the camera turned off. It's like one of the rumors I'm being told. Again, and it's a rumor. You can take it for what it was. But yeah. I believe that. I absolutely believe that the second the camera turns off, he's like, hey, you guys know that they thanks so long for going. Thanks for going along with the show. You know, hey, I love you guys. See you later. Like, you're not inbred fucks. But it, can, can you hashtag trend? We want Black Adam too. Boo. Right? Come on, come on now. Uh, and also, of course, the one thing that everybody picked up on was when they did the whole pose at the end. And, of course, everybody knows that's the bloodline hand sign. And Iraq did that. Like like an L symbol for loser. Um, that was my first thought. And then everybody on the fucking photoshops. <laughs> yes, the, the memes have flown game. in. Um, but it wasn't just that that people picked up on. It was also when he said the line, I'm going to make sure I do, uh, do everything in my power to make sure you leave WrestleMania a loser. And he just happened to be pointing in Roman's direction at that point because he was going back and forth as he does. Um, so maybe it's seeds planted that he's going to turn on Roman. Uh, I did suspect it, to be honest. Um, but I just think if they were going with that, would they make it this, like, not so obvious, but... Enough that it stands out to those eagle-eyed fans. Like, they're not going, hey, look, Roman's gonna, uh, Rock's going to turn on Bloodline. But they are maybe dropping those hints that if you look close enough, you're going to spot them. 
I don't. I, I think you're onto something with that. Uh, with it, with that thought process, because it's it definitely it could feel that way. It's like I think that's why he hasn't, or maybe we haven't felt that, or at least me. I keep saying we. I haven't felt that he's gone full heel or gone. You know what I mean? Mm. Go full rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now he's just anti Cody. Exactly. You know. And now my brain's like, yeah, I'm doing the stupid thing from Tropic Thunder. Never go full heel. You can't say that word. Can't do that. Anyway, moving on. So, but no, um, I, I can absolutely see him flip-flop it and take out Roman because he's Dwayne in the end. And Dwayne can't be the bad guy, right? Well, I mean, right? especially if they are going to go with Rock versus Roman eventually. Yeah, there's got to be a good guy and this bad guy versus bad guy. So you can't both have both be bad guys. Right, and I, mean, I don't think... I don't think the match... Out of the seat, but... I don't think the Cody Roman match is going to be no DQ. I think it's going to be a straight match. Um, there may be a ref bump that brings in some interference. Like yeah. So the best way I can see it going down is Solo goes to screw Cody again and just gets hit with a rock bottom. And, I totally see that. And Philly will pop like a motherfucker. That or they're all like ring, yeah, they're all ringside or whatever. And then this dude like goes to climb the apron and the rock pulls him down. And it's like, oh my God, something stupid and simple. But it, it, whatever it needs to be, you know what I mean? Whatever it needs to be. I, I, I feel that could be a good one. I also still feel like you could just leave this whole thing alone, set up something for him and Cody, for him to beat Cody, then beat Roman, you know, mm-hmm. beat him again, beat the crap out of the bloodline so that they implode. So that way you, well, we're going to get a rock versus Roman no matter what. You know what I mean? So it's like, if it's going to implode, you might as well let Cody fucking beat the shit out of everybody too. And I I would say either SummerSlam this year or WrestleMania next year. So it depends how long they want to build it for or how long the rock is like digging his teeth into this. Like when's he going to make another movie or is he just in this for the long run now? Okay. Hey, you did, you kind of circled his movie life with the black adam comment you know what i mean he's i don't know what's up with him in movies right now he he screwed himself apparently he is a total freaking diva when it comes down to certain things which doesn't surprise me it doesn't surprise me i'm sure schwarzenegger was a diva about certain stuff too then again then again schwarzenegger was a whole different breed of cat Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying those those Aussies are you know what I'm saying them. Well, he's not. Is he an Aussie? Yeah, Austrian. He's Austrian. Thank you. Uh, no, they're totally different. Don't say that they're the same. A different kind of Aussie. There it is. <laughs> he, you know, what I mean, he was a different breed of cat. Period. But I don't know. It's uh, you can't, he's. I don't see him going back to movies. I, I can see like ballers having like another season, but that doesn't yeah. mean he's gonna miss any time. The UFL is going to kick off in the spring. He ain't going to miss no time. He's going to help plug the UFL on fucking WWE if they let him. And I'm sure they'll let him. I mean, he doesn't even need to make any more movies. The guy, he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. He's made millions. And and now he's on the board of directors of a company that owns a company. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't need to make any more movies. You're done. No. He could literally just be, he could be the front man for both the WWE and the UFC for the rest of his life. Yeah. And it wouldn't do him any harm. And he'd make steady money and fuck it. There you go, Dewey. I just, I just, I made your career for you. When the UFL flops, 
And unfortunately, my man, it probably will. There you go. You got something to fall back on. I only say that. I only say that because the reality is, and I and I'm learning this, and this I know I'm going off topic here, but this football always outlasts this football, not because of the season, because there's real passion in this. The reality is, and I mean this, I I, I truly mean this. It's not about the injuries or whatever. We we we're not watching this. We're not watching a a, a five or six bad run game. We're not watching us play every fucking sub we have and then whatever academy kids we bring up. You know what I mean? We're not doing that for 39 games. We're not doing it. So, and that's yeah, just hey, one hey, tournament. And, uh, hey, I was about to say, I was like, don't forget <laughs> all the fucking random in, in the middle of the season tournaments. And then if you're one of those jerk offs that's super good at what you do, you get to throw European football into it. Yeah, Jesus. That's it. It's- 39 games is just one season, but then you've got maybe three or four other tournaments if you play well. Oh, God. This is why matches keep getting rescheduled. What, you qualified? Ah, fuck. Okay, move that one. Ah, shit. I was going to say, I was like, I wonder why I forgot why we had two weeks off because somebody's (laughs) fucking playing. So I don't think it's the FA final. I think it's the fucking uh, Champions League. It's coming up to May, yeah. So. And it also, taking into account international breaks. Yeah, don't forget the international breaks where everybody's playing for their fucking country and then heaven forbid the Olympic rules. But that's what I'm saying. This that's what I'm saying. Cool. We, we, again, as, I'm, as I've gotten into this, the footy fans, they'll fucking follow it all day long. We get a four-month break, three-month break. You got it. You tell me that for this fucking shit? Nah. I don't, I'm sorry, dude. It's not, it's just obviously not showing. Even with the big stars, I'm telling you, it, it, it would, it would flag out. It would, it just would die out. It just would get to be too much. Mm. Uh, so the other topic that I threw in pretty quickly was, um, was it last night or the night before? Uh, Kiara Hogan's outburst. Oh, shit. Um, that was like a couple on Mercedes. Of was it a couple of days ago? I think I, I, yeah. sorry, I saw it last night or the night before. Well, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's very been surfacing a lot more. Um, damn, she she did not hold back how she feels about Mercedes Monet. Dude, she was pissed. She was pissed. Um, I don't know the context, so I don't know what triggered it. Um, all Same. I saw was the one viral clip where she just lashes out. Um, uh, you know, saying that she she goes through depression like a lot of wrestlers do. A lot of wrestlers fucking do. I'm pretty sure Mercedes fucking does. I know she has. Right. And uh, but like, come the, on. The the part that I loved was, but she won't tell you that because she don't tell you talk to you guys about anything. <laughs> like, well, well, that's true. But does she have to? No, she doesn't have to specifically talk about anything. But I mean, Kiera's right. Mercedes is not approachable. We've seen we've seen and heard that many times. And see, that's where I will like gladly change that argument because that was something that the boys had brought into it was immediately was the is this too much? Is she going overboard? And I'm like, it's a little because yeah. like the right to privacy, but then I think it was either Harold or DC pointed out, just like you did. Well, like she is like one of the least most approach she's one of the least approachable people there is. It's like her and Seth Rollins are on like the top of the don't talk to me list. You know what I mean? And it's like, but you're famous. Yeah, well, whatever. Don't talk to me. And I don't get it. I don't get it. But, but I mean, they also said that Mercedes has never been nice to them. Um, that also doesn't surprise me. 
No, because I only ever see pictures of Mercedes hanging out with her clique. Uh, Bailey, yeah. Naomi, and Britt Baker, randomly. You gotta have a dentist, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all the friend look look at the hangover. All the good friend groups have a dentist in it. There you go. Yeah, and and you know it's fair enough. You you everyone has their specific friend groups, but like we never see Mercedes hanging out with anybody else. So it doesn't surprise me that she's got issues that we haven't heard of before with girls like Kiara Hogan. Um yeah. And, of course, it is going to be very, very tense when Mercedes eventually arrives in AEW in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. But like I said, jokingly and maybe not jokingly, if anything happens, TK will just give Mercedes their own show. That's, as a, you <laughs> joke about this, we joke, joke about this. But it'll happen. But it'll happen. It, it'll happen. It'll just, you know what? Hey, girl, you just go to Rampage. Or, hey, you just go to Collision. And you fucking stay there. And that's your baby you know, build it up or whatever the fuck. I hope whatever this is just gets squashed. You know what I mean? I don't I don't want this to be too big of a thing, mm. even though it'll more than likely be a gigantic thing. But I think the the reality is is it's I don't want to say this is like another punk thing, but it feels like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's isolation. And that's how I'm looking at it right now. Isolation. I don't see Mercedes coming in right now and doing this whole big, oh, hey, guys, fucking big old. I don't see it. No. And for all his faults, Punk is proven to be very approachable. You know, he likes giving advice to the young guys. He likes hanging out yeah. with the whole fucking locker room. He's, he's as the boys in the TSK pointed out, he's huge with the girls. Chick oh, magnet. yeah. And of all the problems he's had, just imagine how Mercedes is going to handle that's, stuff. So that's what fucking worries me, dude. Because, like, I'm already sure that Deanna got the fucking complete opposite reaction that Mercedes is getting right now. Like, oh, my God, we got Deanna. Oh, hey, girl, you know, hugs and kisses, let's party, whatever, whatever fucking girls do. Um, I I just I, I feel like she's gonna have the fucking Charlotte Flair kind of feel where it's mm. like, okay, we get it. You're the big star, okay, we get it. Blah 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 blah. But then not only that, cause a fucking tide, which I, I don't want it. This is gonna probably be and and I have to say this because I have to be a realist in this. This is going to be a a, a women's roster on par with WWE. Is it gonna be better? No. It's just not. I'm sorry. Look at the stature. Look at the numbers. It's just not. Okay? No. Is it on par? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does it have the ability to get more over the WWE's women division? Absolutely. Especially with the people that they brought in. Or she, they brought in, like, one former writer. I forgot her name. But apparently yeah. she steamrolled the women's, helped steamroll the women's revolution. Okay? And I remember that was a time where there you could not talk to a wrestling fan without them either intersecting the conversation with women's wrestling finishing it or immediately blurting out why are we not talking about it no that, that it was, was pretty much the becky over. boom there you go the becky boom uh what, what were the girls is it was it evolution was there yeah that, that was that 2018 too 
Yeah, because uh, that was just after Becky turned heel, but was still getting cheered because she was beating up Charlotte Flair. Hell yeah! But that's what I'm saying. It's you know what I mean. It's there was that gigantic boom, and and I know it can come back. I know it can, especially when you have names like Diana Peraza, like a Mercedes Monet, like a possible returning, you know, Britt Baker or. Um, yeah, fucking uh, who am I missing right now? I'm missing poor girl right now. Uh, Jamie Hayter. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's got to be on her way back sometime soon. Yeah. So I mean, I I I know like, it's not like it's made Mercedes has never been in a in a wrestling locker room before. Obviously, she spent years in WWE. Mm-hmm. But I I think there's a little bit more discipline in WWE. We've seen a lot of problems in the AEW locker room. Um, and and Tony doesn't know how to handle drama. You know what, and and I think what it is, and this is again, maybe call it me thinking uh, too narrowly or whatever the fuck. Maybe it's because there is so many people backstage at WWE. Yeah. That's the thing that I keep like hindering. Like, what is the difference? What is the difference? What is the, it's the same people. It should be the same environment, right? Look at the amount of people at a WWE as opposed to at an AEW. How many of them are workers? How many of them are just fucking people? Yeah. It's got to be way more structured in an environment that employs the a mass amount of people from, you know, uh, guys that set up the ring and the lights and the cameras to the, you know, to the production crew, to the, the seamstress and everybody in between. You know what I mean? The catering guys, security guys, the whole whatever. All this has to work as one. Tony has not yet figured that out, and I'm hoping... He'll have to figure it out soon. Somebody's got to get in his ear and say, you know, we need structure, baby, structure. I don't know how you're going to build it with chaos, but got to build it. Yeah, I, think I mean, that, I think all that structure, though, due to all those fucking people is why it's just a little easier over there. Yeah, I mean, it, and it just doesn't help that nobody's afraid of Tony. You that go back to WWE, matter. everybody was afraid of Vince McMahon well, and, rightfully, Vince. and rightfully so. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm. I, I, if I get his cancel for this, I apologize. But he's either gonna beat you up or he's gonna have his way with you. So sad, sad but true. I mean, and I, and I, I, know, I know Triple H tries to be everybody's friend, like TK too. But Triple H, I think yeah. he's a lot more seasoned. People respect him a lot more, um, and he is still very fucking intimidating. He's like a player coach. Hmm. You know what I mean? Somebody fresh off of being in the game. Oh, you know what I mean? Hey, but he's got command. Hunter yeah. does. Or, you know, Paul. Man, I keep on calling it. Paul's got command. You know what I mean? He has that. TK, he still he still comes off as the fan. He still <laughs> comes off as one of us. And I don't know if there's anything that can really change that. No, I mean, he needs somebody sort of at his level that can discipline the roster. He needs more than one. He he needs a couple of people. He needs he needs a fucking I don't want to say like a group of folks. He needs his own faction. No, that's not what I'm saying. But like in all reality, like he needs he needs his own board. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He needs a board of of people to to micromanage what he's doing. Like you just want to book right now, dude. You want to be the owner slash booker? 
fine. Let me take care of the, you know, the fucking uh, human human resources part of it. You know what I mean? Where shit goes down, it comes through us, you know? Not the young bucks, heaven forbid, you know, fucking ha- taking matters into their own hands with that guy that works in legal part-time while he's also <laughs> sewing, you know, young bucks on my leg the other part of the day. I'm shitting on it even though I, you know what I mean, I'm on the other side but of the fence. True. But it's funny now. I'm making yeah. jokes now. You make jokes and you move on with life. But, I mean, but, it is kind of what Brian Danielson's beginning to do. Yeah. Once he steps out of the ring fully, maybe he can step fully into that role. But that's one dude. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing that kills me. It's just it's just one guy. And if we had like five, six more, fuck yeah. Like if you had like and I'm just gonna spitball some names. I'm just gonna spitball some names. And whether it be fantasy booking or whatever, imagine these four guys around TK. So you got Brian Danielson. You've got Rocky Romero, who's mm-hmm. now longer under contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling. You bring in someone like a Chris Hero, and then maybe, just maybe, bring back Arn. And you have him, and you have Arn be what he is, the enforcer. I am the old man. You motherfuckers are going to act right, or you're going to get beat up by an old man. Plain and it's- simple. It's a damn shame they lost Regal. Uh, I mean, I feel he would be, I don't want to say perfect, because no matter what Regal does in any company, he's perfect, okay? He's William fucking Regal, for crying out loud. The man was perfect in WCW all the way till it died. He was perfect in WWE, where he would gladly go back to the ring and put on his wrestling attire and wrestle you, whatever the fuck, you all... Englishness with his fucking crap But He's perfect but we don't have him And we we can't have him and that's why I'm saying Like the next best thing Would be an Arn if he's willing to come back If he's healthy enough to come back Maybe even a JR to be a Backstage dude but I don't know if the traveling Is something he's able to do that that, that was Something that Mm. we had issues or he had Issues with you know what I mean but it's just Veteran minds I don't want to say Jim Cornette, but if you can convince the motherfucker to work for you, why not? Why not? All right. Uh, so before we take a thorough look through this past week, which includes two shows, <laughs> let's go back even further to this week in wrestling history with a twist. Hello darkness, my old friend. I have not done the history segment for a long time, so let's get into it. February 16th, 1997, after Shawn Michaels was forced to forfeit the WWE Championship with a knee injury, a four-corner elimination match determined a new champion at In Your House, the Final Four. This match was initially set up to find a number one contender after the controversial finish to the Royal Rumble, where Steve Austin won after already being eliminated, but was not seen by the referees. Uh, Bret Hart, a became a four-time champion, defeating Austin, Undertaker, and Vader. Also on the show, Rocky Maivia defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Wonder whatever happened to those two young cats. Let's move on. February 16th, same date, different year, 2010, the day ECW died for the second time. WWE's ECW brand was disbanded and replaced with NXT. 
on the final episode in Kansas City, Ezekiel Jackson, Jackson. Ezekiel Jackson became the final ECW champion, defeating Christian. And of course, this was the shortest uh, reign as ECW champion because it ended the very same day. February 17th, 2002, it was a black and white day for the WWE as the original NWO trio of Hollywood Hogan, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash arrived at No Way Out. The group opened the show to address the crowd, but made their presence felt even more in the main event, attacking Stone Cold Steve Austin as he challenged Chris Jericho for the Undisputed Championship. February 19th, 1995, let's go old school because I know Moses would. WCW Super Brawl 5. Aaron Anderson defended the television championship in a dark match, why? Against Johnny B. Bad. Alex Wright defeated Paul Roma. Jim Duggan defeated Bunkhouse Buck. Kevin Sullivan defeated Evad Sullivan. Harlem Heat defeated the Nasty Boys to retain the WCW Tag Team titles. Blacktop Bully defeated Bubba Rogers. Um, sorry, defeated Dustin Rhodes. St Wait a minute. Yeah. Blacktop Bully defeated Dustin Rhodes, Sting and Randy Savage defeated the Avalanche and Big Bubba Rogers, and in the main event, Hulk Hogan successfully defended the WCW World Championship against Vader. Short and sweet, that is all your history this week, and now we have urgent matters to attend to. It is time for a mandatory Dragon Club meeting. Excellent promos by both, but we gotta go off the timage, and the Daz came in. Seven minutes, 21 seconds. The Walker. Yeah, I'm going to keep telling you like that. The Walker. Eight minutes, eight seconds. The longer promo wins, meaning Daz is down to one. And your new television champion, the guy that may not walk by promo mania, Travis Anderson. Do y'all know what this is about? Well, I can probably make a guess. And what would that be? Well, you and I both won our matches at Promo Rumble. The only difference is, I was supposed to. And how exactly do we know that this meeting's not about you? I mean, you did pretty much make my match. So, if you ask me, you fucked up. Fuck's sake, lads, just calm down. Wait until the captain gets here and he'll fill you both in. Fill us in? You mean he's already talked to you about this? Well, I'm his lawyer. And to be honest, I'm the only one sitting around here that hasn't done anything wrong, so... Travis to his first Dragon Club meeting. Funny actually, last time all of us were in the same room at the same time it was at World's End 15 months ago. 
I seem to remember losing another championship that day. So, as it's his first meeting, I feel we should start by congratulating Travis on becoming television champion, fair and square. I hope he's now passed Phoenix's test. Well, I mean, he could have let you win. You wanted me to fight fair. What would that have proven? It doesn't exactly look good for you when your first act as a member of Dragon Club is taking the captain's title. You put me in this position. I didn't want to face him. Do you really think I wanted to stop him from fulfilling a full year as champion? I did what you made me do. I didn't make you do shit. Enough. I wouldn't have been happy with a laydown win anyway. Travis did what he was supposed to do. He fought fairly, and I lost. I'm not happy about it, but it is what it is. And it would have been nice to make it a full year, but I feel like I've accomplished almost everything I wanted to do with that title. Almost. But that's not why we're here. Why did you make us think we were in trouble? For a laugh, obviously. We are in trouble. As you all know, somehow Anon Mascaret has returned. I'm sure you remember the trouble he caused last year with Moses. And although Moses did see the guy's face, apparently he either won't or can't tell us who it is. But the bigger problem is, Fear has accused Travis of being Anon Mascaras. You know that's not me. I was not Mascaras last year, and I'm not him now. But I'll be happy to prove Fear wrong at Promo Mania. I believe you, and I believe you will. But we have to make it our responsibility to find out who Anon Mascaras is before he takes over Mascaras and completely. Now, pretty sure he's going to try and interfere in either the tag title match with Beer next week or Travis and Beer's match at Promo Mania because, for whatever reason, this guy has beef with Beer. How exactly are we supposed to find out exactly who he is or how he's getting involved? I mean, come on, Chad's a lawyer. Shouldn't he be able to stop him? We just need to do what Moses did. Find him, knock him out, and unmask him. Okay. One more thing. I lied. We are also here because of Travis winning the television championship. You see, as much as I was coming to the finish line, I had grown quite attached to that title. And now you have Chad at Promomania, then we got Trivia Takeover, Full House, whatever else. 
So as far as Promo Mania goes, at least it stays in Dragon Club, but, but beyond that... Right. Last year you missed Promo Slam, for the first time ever. Every other year before that, you main evented. Twice of those were with me. And like I said at the Rumble, I've beaten everyone else. So, I won't be satisfied with how good I am until I beat you. So, if you're still TV champion at this year's promo slam, I want a rematch. I don't have anything to prove to anyone, especially Phoenix. Over the past year, especially since I've been away, you have won every single championship that there is except for the World Championship, which you don't even need to win because you've already done it. But in the past year, you have won the Tag Championships, the TV title, the Knowledge title, Predictions title. You've done it all. And you were TV champion for 300 days. That's incredible. I don't need to prove anything. I don't need to prove that I'm better than anyone. But if you have to get something off your chest, and if you have to prove something to yourself, I respect that. You want a rematch for the championship? You got it. Alright then. That's all. Meeting is adjourned. Good luck to everyone at Leap of Faith and in the coming weeks on this ever bumpy road to Promomania. good side and I've been on the dark side. I've sat on the jury and I've also been an outlaw. In the end, I had to do this for myself. Sometimes you gotta take a leap of faith. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. This is your captain. He is El Jefe. Make sure you are liking and subscribed on YouTube. Follow us everywhere. And for all the information you need, go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. I swear the slower you say it, the easier it comes out. But still come tonight. No surrender predictions. My boy Chris Reed has a message for that track bag. Travis Anderson. But first, 
Spear has something to say to that mass son of a bitch, Anas Maskeros, as he believes it could be Travis Anderson. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. I try to be a nice guy. Right to play by your rules. All right, guys. Hope you're all doing well. I have some good news for you. I will be appearing on the podcast on the seventh of March, so be on the lookout for that. Obviously, I'm gonna give my takes on a lot of things. Obviously. The road to WrestleMania, the road to Stand and Deliver, the NXT reviews will now be happening every week. So that is something I am keeping a word to. Um, I will not be doing reviews of NXT level because it's absolutely pointless. It's only on for half an hour, so what's the point really? Um, also, I'm giving a polite open invitation for a certain little mushroom that is getting in my face, getting in my way. Cost me a shot becoming the world champion. He's leaving stupid messages thinking that he's intimidating me. A non maskless, you're not intimidating me, lad. So, on the 7th of March, lads, I will be there. But will you? Or are you just going to hide behind a mask, give these stupid threats which make no sense? You said that my doomsday is coming. Your judgment day will be arriving when it's called my fist, your fucking face, and your mask being ripped off. Little fucking cretin. Total impact this week consists of no surrender predictions. Um, it's it's strange having TNA pay per views that are live. Right. Um, usually we get like five live events, and then they have the pre-recorded impact specials. But uh, obviously things have stepped up. I mean, before we get into no surrender, we should probably address the potential mass exodus that we saw mm-hmm. on X the former Twitter of a uh, half a dozen guys on the roster tweeting out an hour, just an hourglass, nothing mm-hmm. to do with carrying cross. Um, <laughs> which suggests either clocks ticking, um, either walkouts or bring Scott back. But of course, TNA then decided to go ahead or Anthem, should I say, decided to go ahead and slap an extension on Josh Alexander's contract. That's the one that just is the ultimate sour taste in my mouth right now. Like, I understand bringing in Tommy Dreamer. I understand, like, you needed to make somebody head of this whole thing and you wanted well, to get enough game. That. What happened? Dream, Dreamer said that's bullshit. Oh, son of a bitch. Well, what do you know? <laughs> there goes me for that one. So, I'm, but it, I don't know, dude. It's, 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 a, be- it's a shitty situation. It's that that's the best way to put it. It's a shady situation, but it's they fucked these guys over, man. 
it, like, how are you, especially like Josh, like, how are you going to be telling him like, Hey, dude, I, I just go ahead and not resign me right now. Like I, I appreciate the offers, whatever. Don't resign me. Hey, we resigned you. Wait a minute. Huh? How does, are we extended you? I didn't know I had that in my clause. Sure you did. We just fucking wrote it in there knowing them or whatever the fuck. Because it makes, like, no sense. It just makes no sense. This guy who I could have sworn we had, I remember us talking about at some point, oh, I could have sworn he's on the, you know, the free agency way or he'll get a, you know, he'll be gone to, or no, he signed an extension. Pause. Yeah. But it was only a year. Yeah. Now I think and now he got injured after that, so they've slapped another extension on, probably because of the injury time. Um, but it also just screams power play. It does. I mean, WWE does it, and it would always scream power play when we would do. You know what I mean, when they would when they would do it then too. Yeah. But I'm with I. My whole question is: Does it just mean people are leaving? People are just gonna refuse to resign? Like, what what does this mean for them? Because I mean, who else is ready to go? I know Moose signed a long-term contract, but yeah, he's kind of fucked. So he's and there's no Grace that he too, can I think. do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure hers is like a two or three years, so she can't go nowhere. Um, uh, Chris Saban could probably go. Alex Shelley, the the veterans, Eddie Edwards, Eric Young. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how long Kushida signed for, but I mean, there's a lot of guys there that kind of helped Scott rebuild this company. Um, obviously Mustafa Ali just signed Giselle Shaw. I mean, goes without saying she's on Scott's oh, side yeah. <laughs> again. And all of this is loyalty to Scott. It's yeah. not a matter of, Oh, I don't want to work for this company anymore. It's all a matter of you took the guy that brought us here. <laughs> Excuse me. And, and sneezed him away. Was, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> you sneezed him away. The bullshit caught my nose and there it was, but it's, it's, <laughs> The guy that got us here, the guy that was here through the thick and the thin when we were fucking recording, you know, so many shows on a six-week basis or eight-week basis and take so many weeks off or whatever, it was that guy. It was Scott Demore that was the one running the show, you know, when, again, and then the takeover, the re-comeback of TNA, the resurgence, if you will, Scott Demore. And then you just, in the middle of the fucking hot, like this, like, you mean the pan's hot, you're cooking it, you know what I mean? Your chicken's almost done. You're like, yeah, in a couple more minutes, it's kind of raw on the inside. And Anthem's like, Psh, eat it raw, bitch. And, and, and everybody's like a little like, but what'd you do that for? And they're like, because we said so. And you're like, okay, well, give me back the pan. And then that, that pan is Scott Demore. They hucked it out the window. Why? Because I can. It just, because you can. That That is a great analogy. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. It's not like they waited a year after the TNA rebrand or anything. It was like, hey, thanks for all your hard work, but now you're done. Like literally, not even a. It was a couple of weeks after the TNA rebrand, and they canned the guy that started the revolution. But um, we'll, we'll try and get excited for no surrender. But, um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of the steam has died down thanks to Anthem being fuckheads. Uh, so let's kick it off with what well, we got the final match of the best of three for the tag team titles ABC uh, versus the Grizzled Young Vets. Yes, bro. Yes, uh, they obviously are one on one. This is the rubber match in the best of three. And I don't know, is it too soon to put the titles straight on the Vets? 
I was just thinking that exact thing. And again, and now guess what? Guess guess what we're gonna revert back to the Scott Demore thing. ABC is all about loving Scott Demore. Okay. Scott Demore had a good fucking relationship with New Japan. Yeah. For fuck's sake. You know what I mean? And these guys are huge. Ace Austin and Chris Bay, they could go to AEW today. They could go to WWE today. They could go back to New Japan today. They could go anywhere. No problem. And if they're on their way out, because Grizzle Young, I don't that was, but that's the question I'm, I, I should be asking first is how long is Grizzle Young Vet signed? Are they impact? Are they TNA bound? Are they just on like a deal basis? And I'm saying, like, yeah. I don't know what their situation is. If they're signed, like they just signed right before Scott Demore got let go. Hey, first off, that's fucked. And secondly, it's the perfect time. Go ahead, give it to him. ABC don't really need it. Uh, and then if that means that's a, you know, I mean, an exit for some, that's an exit for them. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say go with it. Give him Grizzle Young vets. If you hate Gibson shoes off, I would take my shoes off, but it's cold. So. Uh, I think they're signed, but also okay. like they did they they came from NXT. Isn't the the uh, new Anthem not Anthem TNA president a former WWE guy? Did you say I he, he used so. to produce a couple of shows or something? Believe so. Sounds correct. So I'm from could be like, hey, fuck, just got the more guys. We'll go with these guys because they came from WWE. Mm-hmm. They've got name mm. and face value. That is definitely an anthem way of thinking. Look at the name. Look at the face. They were on this television show. But but ABC helped rebuild TNA. Yeah, well, fuck it. Yeah, well, ABC one two three. Your ass out of my office. We're probably going to be going with everybody. Um. Wasn't a Scott Demore guy for the predictions here, because that's the yeah. Anthem sorry, way of it, 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 it may sound biased or whatever. We apologize for it, but it's the truth. It's it's this normally is what happens. You get rid of the guy in creative. There is a change of concept or whatever the fuck, and then you you know you go on from there. Hopefully, it's not completely like that. But right now, I'm looking at it, and some of them look like that. Yeah. Uh, so let's go to the next one. Jordan Grace defending a knockout title against Giselle Shaw. Now, to be fair, I probably would have made the same prediction for this if Scott was still around anyway. Um, because I know Giselle Shaw is on a hot run, and she earned this through the Ultimate X match. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, she's with Scott. But, like, Jordan Grace just got you a ton of fucking exposure. Yeah, dude. A crap ton of exposure, whether you're... You know, again, we're going back to now how Anthem has to think about this whole thing and who was on who was in the Royal Rumble and who wasn't in the Royal Rumble. Well, it wasn't Jashel Shaw. So and you know me, dude. I'm a Jordan Grace fan. I don't see her losing this belt anytime soon. And then we had just discussed that pretty much she's gonna be here for a while, if not like another year. So what is the point of taking the belt over? You need a uh, at least the way that they have booked or Scott has booked it. I don't know if they'll continue to book it like this. There has been a dominant women's champion and then you build an up and comer. Yeah. Uh, and Grace also only just won it from Naomi Trinity uh, mm-hmm. just before the Rumble. So uh, she, I don't think she's, she's never had a short reign. No. no she... Even she was the first digital media champion. Even that wasn't a short reign. I think that was like three or four months. Yeah. 
All right. Um, probably going to be a. I don't know. They're both big guys. PCO versus Khan. Oh my God. Oh. Uh, God. PCO has been squashing guys, but obviously Khan is a lot bigger, a lot more his size. Khan. Sorry, I can't help myself. Star Trek. Um. <laughs> see, there's here's the thing that I've learned about TNA pay per views so far. They love them some PCO. I probably were going to say they're very difficult P- to predict. Yeah. That is, that is damn true. So, uh, God. But then again, I want to say Khan, has, isn't he like relatively new? Uh, he's been there a little bit. Um, obviously, he was in the whole thing with uh, with Dina. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's right, he was. Oh God! I'm I'm leaning towards Khan because obviously PCO is a big guy. He's a loose cannon. He's a Frankenstein's monster type of guy. What? But Khan's just a big killer. Isn't that just Connor from fucking goddamn The Ascension? Yeah, you used to be uh, Connor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, like, I knew I recognized that fucker. Um, I like it. I like Khan winning. I do. I love PCO. PCO is like crazy fun. He's always fun to watch. But yeah, no, you got to introduce a new killer. You know what I mean? And and if Khan looks to be that guy, and he definitely has the fucking stature, why not run with it? Who else do you really have? You know, PCO's got to get a break in there sometime. Yeah. Yeah, give me Khan. Uh, <laughs> unless, of course, Dino gets involved, because I I really don't know what what is actually going on right now with those two. Like, they're both saying violent by design is dead. Um, but then Tom's just like, it's over when I say it's over. And I, I don't know what the hell's going on. Ouch. Because uh, Khan attacked both of them on Impact last week. Mm. I don't know. Uh, last week or the week before. But yeah, so I'm I'm going to go with Khan. Just seems, you know what I mean? He's killing everybody. Might as well just fucking jump on the bandwagon. What's going to happen? He's going to kill some people. All right. All right. What else we got? Uh, Knockouts tag team titles, Decay versus MK Ultra. Uh, Obviously, Decay won the titles from MK Ultra. So this is the rematch from, I think it was at Hard to Kill. Yeah, it was an impromptu match at Hard to Kill. So are they going to flip flop the Knockouts titles? I don't really think so. But at the same time, I don't know why they took them off MK Ultra to begin with. Just it Pop. felt like it was just, hey, look, Decay's back after they were doing this whole split personality gimmick, and now they're Decay again. Uh, oh, yeah. and this match wasn't previously announced, so we're just going to go for a title change. It it kind of felt like that again for the pop for the yeah. for, uh, for the layman's terms. And I feel like you gave me right back to MK Ultra for that exact reason. I mean, I'm not saying like I don't like Havoc and Rosemary. I don't like Decay having the belts. I think that works for him. I do. But what was so wrong with MK Ultra? I, they, I, I mean, I just, I, uh, it made uh, no Ke- sense. Marsha and Kelly are a hell of a team. It fucking ain't right. They are. I mean, they they help bring a lot of eyes back to this women's division outside of you know the giant stars of you know the Jordan Graces and the Trinity when she was here, yeah. but I also don't like flip flopping belts. 
Yeah, you know I mean, I don't like flip flopping belts, but at the same time, I think this is probably one of those instances where you can do it and it not be a big deal. Yeah, you know, maybe set up a third just to solidify like MK Ultra. Give me MK Ultra. Win them yeah. back. Give me a pop. Yeah, pop it makes sense. Pop. Just because, like I said, I don't know why they took the tiles after in the first place. Cause. Oh, all right. Josh Alexander versus the debuting Simon Gotch. Dude, Simon um, Gotch got signed? Simon Gotch jumped uh, Josh Alexander last week. So, yeah, he's uh, he's all impact now. It's all impact. Um, I always liked Simon Gotch. Um, yeah. and I can't quite remember why he uh, left WWE. I know it was something a little controversial, but... I always liked him in the ring. He's deceivingly strong. And also, I think Anthem are going to say, ah, fuck Josh Alexander. So, give Simon Gotch a win. I'm very curious to what Simon Gotch did now, too. I know he had talked a whole bunch of shit on fucking uh, Dum Dum uh, Enzo Amore. But then again, who didn't at the <laughs> time? Um, but I'll, I like Simon Gotch. I mean, he teamed with one of my favorite guys on the indies, uh, Philly Tom Lawler. You know what I mean? He was a part of the filthy, uh, the filthy club. That was that was cool. I like him. He's a good catches catch can wrestler, mat wrestler, technical, technically signed, as they say. But yeah, is it is it the fuck you, Josh Alexander show? You know what I mean? The hey, guess what? You got extended because we want you to be extended, honey. So now you're gonna go out there, you're gonna grind, you bastard. Uh, I feel like it's yeah, you give it right to Simon Gotch, but then again, we said the same thing about oh, pause. You could have said the same thing about Alex Hammerstone debuting. But I think with the recent backstage news, this could be a middle finger to Josh. But I don't, I mean, I really don't want it to be. I love the guy. But, I mean, this is the wrestling business at the end of the day. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to look up to what the whole thing was. I think it was something to do with he said he'd like uh, Dave Meltzer to get shot in the back of the head. Ah, that's <laughs> right. He is not very like watch what I say kind of guy. Who cares? <laughs> um. All right, that's two for Gotch. Just don't shoot me in the back of the head. Now, also, um, Aiden English is on commentary, so it'd be great if we got like a hey! one-time only Whirling Dervish. That's right. I forgot all about it. Come on. I missed the Vaude Villains. I love that entrance. Every you know what, dude? If you don't like if you don't miss the Vaude Villains and you didn't like the Vaude Villains, I can't fuck with you. <laughs> Vaude Villains were fucking class, fam. Okay, we have three matches left. Let's do another tag match. The systems, Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers versus the Intergalactics Jet Setters. I didn't even know that was their team name. Kushida and Kevin Knight. Fucking weirdest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Fucking Kushida it, left Japan and started smoking weed with Kevin Knight. Goddamn, bro. What the hell? That sounds like a new Japan tag team name because they're crazy, too. The Intergalactic Jet Setters. What was, what was the one in NXT? The, the Jacket Guys or something? Yeah. <laughs> Beer, hit me up. I think you're right. What was the team name? It was Jacket something. It was, was it Jacket Time? Something like that, yeah. God, don't tell me it was jacket time, and I'm gonna be fucking so <laughs> disappointed. 
so disappointed. But this is the great. That's the greatest team name I've ever heard. Now, now it'll never leave my name. Intergalactic. If you've never used intergalactic in a sentence, I'm going to use it. For, I'm going to try to use it like no multiple times a day. Just intergalactic. I think it was oh, jacket gosh. time actually. If, please. Yeah, Kushida and Jiro jacket time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, oh God! All right, we'll keep. Let's keep rocking with the fucking cool names. I. I mean, Eddie Edwards and, and Brian Myers. I. I Look, every time I see Eddie, it's not even Brian. Every time I see Eddie, especially around his wife, he's a bumbling fool. Bumbling fool. And it always fucks up. Or she ends up interfering to clever up his fuck-ups. So I kind of want to see that. I also kind of want to see... And any, anybody and everybody fucking announce this name all the time, Intergalactic Jet Setters. Um, I, I want to hear Samantha announce it. For real. <laughs> uh, you know, bump it. Let's go with it. Let's, let's, let's go with Kushida and Kevin Knight. Have them pick up the dub. Sign me up. Hang, go hang out with Alex Shelley afterwards. All right, I am not typing that whole name out. I'm just going to put IJS. Oh, come on! <laughs> um... Well, I'm going to go on the other side. I, I'm obviously the system and the intergalactic jet setters are both going to be involved in the main events, which we'll get to in a sec. Um, so I'm I'm going to go with the heels winning this one. Uh, yeah, so we got that one more match in the main events. So Chris Sabin defending the X Division title against Mustafa Ali doesn't take a lot for me to. To predict this one, I mean, Saban's had it for a good while now. Mustafa's really got some hype going around him. Serious hype. I don't remember this guy being this fucking popular in WWE. He almost was, but then they made him sit in the back after all that build-up for no reason. That's now, hey, we're going to give you a faction, it. and we're not going to do shit with it for a year, huh? Yeah. Hey, 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 can we show you how the script we're going to do? It's in the back when you get some, just grab something to eat and, and then come meet me over here. Comes back with a plate. Hey, where'd you go? Fucking <laughs> ran. They left you. You're hanging out there in the back. But no, um, I remember when Mustafa Ali was being talked about as one of the top free agents out there. Where can he go? Can he go to New Japan? Could he go to AEW? Mm. Um, and I like the kid. I like the kid a lot. I would always say, go to Impact, go to TNA, go to TNA, go to TNA. Why? Your stature is above some others. And this is the perfect example. Chris Sabian has been carrying the X Division, and he's been doing it well. Now you have somebody you can truly pass the torch to that's not a Chris Bay, that's not an Ace Austin that you've ran into the ground outside of the tag division. You give it to Mustafa Ali, who's going to have good matches, who's going to garner attention. So fuck it, roll with it. It sets up all the new matches, all the hoopla, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I like it. I like it a whole bunch. Yeah. Give me some. Uh, give me some Mustafa Ali. I'm uh, actually very surprised Nick Nemeth isn't on this card. You know what? You say that, and I just remembered. Oh crap, he's here. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been brawling and stuff uh, with Steve Macklin, but I thought they would have had a match on this show. But um, I don't think it's been booked on pre-tapings either. So I don't know why they're waiting on that one. But uh, eight matches is plenty for a pay-per-view, TK. Uh, let's get to the hey, main no. events. 
Moose uh, defending the TNA World Title against Alex Shelley, getting his rematch. But it's a no surrender rules match, which is essentially a throw in the towel match. So they both got people in their corner. First one, the throw in the towel loses. Obviously, Moose has the system. Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers. Alex Shelley has the intergalactic guys, Kevin Knight and Kushida. Intergalactic jet Um, God damn. It would make more sense for Alex Shelley to have Chris Saban in his corner. I was just going to say, well, he kind of can. The guy's got to wrestle. So maybe that's that. Maybe there we go. You just maybe said the president did it. Maybe that's the guy that comes down and throws the talent. That's because that's where I'm like. There's only one person that knows Alex Shelley as well as probably on the level of Kashida, if not better, would be Chris Saban. Mm. So, but at the same time, I'll I'm sh- like, yeah, I just realized the time split us. Mm-hmm. And I and and I keep thinking to myself, there's no way. You're taking this thing off a of moose, right? But it, 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 you know what I mean? It's, I can 100% see it. I can 100% see Eddie Edwards freak out that, oh my God, I'm going to lose my muscle. I'm going to lose my big guy and freak out, throw the talent. But at the same time, I really feel like I we could see Alex just get beat senseless. You know what I mean? And it'd be one of those things where like Kushida and Kevin are looking at each other like, are we really doing this? Are we really doing that? I don't think we should do this. And then out comes Chris Saban and bam. Yeah. I um, I don't see any way they're taking the title off Moose right away. Uh, um, because that really felt like a passing of the torch moment. Like Alex Shelley helped lay the foundations to bring back the TNA name. And then Moose is going to carry it forward. Exactly. And that's why I, I, that's why I'm leaning with Moose winning it or retaining it. I should say, um, it's just, it's, I could see it go either or, you know what I mean? Like, you could see both sides of the coin, but I feel like this story is going to be, it's going to give you that feel of the, you know, I, 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 I threw the towel in, you know, before Apollo died, then like Rocky. Goddamn Rocky. Don't care what moves. All right. That is all TNA predictions. Um, I don't, apart from how to kill, I don't remember the last time we did like a full solid TNA prediction segment. So there you go. Hey, all right. Um, now over to me for the Rampage Report. This ain't SmackDown. A little change of scenery. Obviously, Moses Marquez uh, is busy for the next few weeks. Uh, So for the time being, I will be taking over the AEW segments. Travis Anderson will be taking over the WWE segments. Apart from NXT, of course. So let's get into my first Rampage report. Uh, And it's going to be a short and sweet one because it was pretty much bish, bash, bang, match to match. Um, And of course, we had no collision this week, so it's just Rampage. Sammy Guevara defeated Jeff Hardy with a uh, very questionable uh, dive off the top, knocking Jeff Hardy out. Um, as Jeff got the knees up, Sammy's own knees went into Jeff's head. Fortunately, he's uh, okay. Dustin Rhodes and the Von Erics defeated Romero Cruz, Hit, and Shimbashi. 
Queen Amanata finally gets a win as she defeats Anna Jay and after the match Tony Khan announces that Queen Amanata is all elite. And main event was the 12-man tag team match. The Bang Bang Scissor Gang defeated the Dark Order, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett and Satnam Singh. And that is your Rampage Report. As we're predicting Elimination Chamber this week and there was no collision this past Saturday, we're going to jump straight into Beer's NXT round. It's beer. This is your NXT round from the 20th of February, even though it was a pre-taped episode from the 13th of February. So we kick off NXT with Open Family defeating Lexus King to retain the North American Championship with a huge pop-up power bomb. This guy reminds me so much of Keith Lee. Keith Lee from Black and Gold. My goodness me. If this guy's better than what Keith Lee was, then we got a star. Lexus was distracted by Mr. Stone, who insulted him and his kids last week. So Lexus, obviously as usual, Lexus just being Lexus. Thea Hale and JC Jane and Jasmine next show backstage and talk about the date with Riley Osborne to have been disturbed by the legendary Ariana Grace, literally teasing poor Thea Hale, who looks so sad after a date with Riley did not go to plan, leading to a match between Ariana and JC later on in the show. Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin celebrate the Tag Team Championship now wins who go by the name of the Spear of Days. I dig that name. Even though the Wolf Dog is great. But that name is cool. Going back and forth in two as well about that brutal match they had back in No Mercy. So then leads to Chase U coming out on one of the Tag Team Tower Shops to be interrupted by Nathan Fraser and asking Nathan Fraser doing his perfect stuff wrong impression and no 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 this is how it works fair play nathan did quite pull it off to be fair so attack match between chase you and nathan Fraser and axum is confirmed by g and ava roxanne perez defeats roxanne uh, ran sinclair i am loving roxanne slow heel turn this good girl gone bad gimmick is fitting her to a t Good showing by Ren, but Roxanne was too good on the night with the pop rocks and leads to a crossface, leads to Ren tapping out after a bit of damage was done to her shoulder. Noem Dar and the rest of Metaphor shown backstage. And then with leading into the no-quarter cash crew for the second week running, getting in the face of Noem Dar. Leads to a match next week between Noem Dar and any four members of the no-quarter cash crew. Will it be Gulak? Will it be Bourne? Will it be Damon Kemp? Will it be Charlie Dempsey, the son of William Regal? I got a feeling I think it's going to be Drew Gulak. For me, Gulak is so underrated. Criminally underrated. For me, the main roster missed out on Gulak. Josh Briggs defeats Brooks Jensen. Two former best friends settling in the ring with Briggs coming out on top in a very, very hard-hitting match. I thoroughly enjoyed that match a lot. But leads to a bit of embracement in the end with Josh Briggs saying he helped his friend Brooks Jansen. But is Brooks now going to go back to being the master of NXT level up? I would love another match down the line between these two. But for me, Josh Briggs has got a big, big future. Joe Gacy shown still in a damn straitjacket with Dom Dijakovic. Still continuing with the torch but leads to Luca Crisofino who we've not seen on NXT television for quite some time. Leads to Dijak's... <laughs> literally 
brutalizing Paul Luca Crisofino on Twitter. Is this time for Luca Crisofino, the lawyer, sorry Chad, finally getting a chance? For me, I think the match that will end it between Joe Gacy and Dijak, I know it will be a straight jacket match. I'd stand and deliver. Make it happen, Sean. Carmelo Hayes. Oh, what a fucking promo he cut on both Trick and Ilya Dragunov. It, it's on. Melo Ilya 4 at Roebuck. And my goodness, I cannot wait for that match. If you thought the first three matches were great between them three, number four, you could be in for something special this time around. JC Jane defeats Ariana Grace with um, JC and Jasmine sadly belittling little fear at the end of the match. Led to also with um, uh, being a little bit belittled and Jasmine next attacking Ariana Grace before the end of the match with JC Jane with a knockout punch for the one, two, three. Tony D. It's Channing Saxorenzo and Ariana Grace will have a meeting. Tony D said he wants to lead the family to a new direction. Interesting. What does that mean for the family? We again have the mysterious vignette about the three faces. Now, I said last week, it's two options. It's going to be either Julia or it could be Bo Dallas. But now, I think suspects have been suspended for me. I think it's Bo Dallas. And I would love Bo Dallas to return. Is he going to come back as normal Bo Dallas? Is he going to be Uncle Howdy? Now, Uncle Howdy, rule out now. Because how fair is it going to be on Bo to come back as Uncle Howdy when all that with Bray? It just won't look right. Uncle Howdy not being, not being, you know, with Bray not being around, it's just, it won't look right. Rich Holland will speak to the NXT fans. He's going to apologise to the fans about his actions. The way he destroyed the three members of Gallus with Steel Chest. Rich, why apologise? They brutalised you a few weeks ago, pal. Never apologise, you dummy. JCU defeats Nathan Frazier in action to become the number one contenders for the tag team championships to face the Spear of Days. Great tag team match. Very solid affair between them four gentlemen. Will they face it stand and deliver? Who knows? Ilya Dragunov responds to Carmelo Hayes and confirms the match at Roblox will happen if he shows up to go face-to-face -face with him. My goodness me. As I said earlier, that match is going to steal the fucking show. Last Legend defeats Kalani Jordan. Last bit too strong for the young rising star from Mrs. Carmelo Hayes. Yep, she is Mrs. Carmelo Hayes, by the way. And then after the match, Kalani escapes the double beatdown from Kiara James and Izzy Dane. Now, we go to the main event. And it's between Shotzi Blackheart and Lyra Valkyrie now. Sadly, this match was cut short due to an unfortunate knee injury which led to Shotzi not being able to compete on SmackDown Live this week. Um, we at Max uh, wish Shotzi a speedy recovery. It's another person, another athlete out with an ACL injury. We've had Cora Jade. We've had Sol Ruka. We had Nikita Lyons out with, with ACL injuries. And I don't want any goons questioning is it the Performance Center. Stop questioning that. Clowns if you are. Lyra won by, ref, uh, by a uh, ref stoppage. So, yep, Shotzi sadly out for nine months. Ava then comes out and promises the NXT fans that there will be a women's championship match with an open challenge. Lash Legend comes out. First one in line. 
and Lyra ends up with the one, two, three. Shown beforehand, Roxanne Perez smashing the television. And was Roxanne next in line? Will Roxanne get another chance at Lyra, Lyra Valkyria? I think it will. Stand and deliver. Make it happen. Could involve Tate and Paxley as well. For me, for a tape show, I'd give the show a 3.5. The tag team match really stole the show for me, as well as Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. So 3.5 out of 5. Now, it's time for last night at Dynamite. All right, let's get to the fun stuff that is last night's Dynamite. And again, I don't know who in the hell is in the back. This motherfucker is WCW through and through because once again, these opening matches are just banger quality. So, John Moxley opens the show because he's the man. I, with Claudio Castagnoli against FTR, they go to a time limit draw. The chant, the chant of five minutes more, five minutes more comes through. I'm chanting five minutes more, popping the teams to engage in a brawl until security breaks it up those baskets. I don't want five minutes more. I don't know. Maybe we could get this again at some, you know what I mean? It's a fucking pay-per-view coming up in two weeks. I just, Yeah, it's I, at I, Revolution I, now. I Oh, is it? Good, because I need more. Backstage, Orange Cassidy and his doctor reveals he has barely cleared to compete after all the attacks from the Undisputed Kingdom. Uh, traveling, uh, he's going to compete. Uh, he's traveling to compete in England, but he's uh, going to compete anyway. Obviously, fuck the doctor doesn't give a shit what he says. He's a tough bastard, which it, this doesn't kind of like leave signs for you of what may go on in the next couple weeks. I don't know. I, but I love That's Orange. why we love Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. He's the man. He's just he's just grinding it out. That's when FTR challenges Mox and Claudio at Revolution. We're going to get it. So thank God for that shit. Orange Cassidy defeats Mike Bennett with big break, but immediately gets attacked again by Matt Taven and Roderick Strong. The mustacheless is what I want to say. And it's Jake Hager. Out of nowhere, the big strong bastard Jake Hager makes the unexpected save. He will face Roderick Strong on Rampage. And I have I don't remember the last time I was pulling for Jake Hager to win a match. But don't I don't remember the last time I saw Jake Hager. Oh shit. Sam Sam team to the boys. When was the last time we seen this fucker? Even the commentator was like, is that Jake Hager? <laughs> they were they were they were confused. <laughs> we don't know who this is. Angela Parker and Ruby Soho prepare to go on a date as Ric Flair arrives and tells Renee he wishes he would be more involved in the build to Sting's last match, but he is exploring his options. He then knocks on the Young Bucks door and all hell breaks loose. Everybody's freaking out, as they should be. Daniel Garcia is out with Skiavo to address his TNT title match with Christian Cage at Revolution following... Copeland's injury. Cage interrupts with his group and drops another personal line about Daniel Garcia's father. Drops an address. Don't go check that address. Uh, Nick Wayne, Nick, Nick's Wayne heads down to the ring, but Garcia gets the better of him. Cage uh, sends kill switch down, but Matt Menard cuts him off with the chair and sends uh, as he stands tall in the ring with Garcia. So it's shocking anybody shocked that adam copeland's hurt and he won't be competing in revolution nah you shouldn't be should backstage renee hang i love hangman hate hangman love hangman hate hangman he's hanging out there he uh, hangman uh, vows to get revenge with uh rob van dam and hook in tonight's main event tony storm defeats uh some fucking chick relatively quickly then we get a look on her from the stage with Deanna Peraza. Her and Deanna 
are doing this and it's the, the camera cut the fucking beautiful like split half black and white half regular with her and Deanna she defeats Madison Rain the first time I've seen Madison Rain in quite some time I was actually considering a perching in the fancy league but I was like she never gets in the fucking matches wins by submission uh takes a uh, not before taking a super scary bump uh suplexed her right on her head after the match Tony attacks Deanna applies the grapevine uh ankle lock so of course we're building towards revolution that one's going to be hella hella fun Backstage, Darby Allen and Sting addressed the Young Butts after they uh, Sting att- after Sting's last uh, song last week, with Sting discussing his father passing away last week, almost breaking into tears. The poor man, I feel for the man. It's just he's. I'm not saying he's milking it, but good God, my emotions are ran dry. In the ring, Skibo brings out Wardlow, who quickly ushers him out of the ring and literally goes on a tear. Pissed off, cuts a fired up promo about his lack of opportunities despite having taken down uh, former world champions. He's starving, as the man says. Yeah, that's one of his best promos. Absolutely one of his best promos. Unseen footage from backstage at Rampage shows the Bang Bang Scissor Gang celebrating and setting up another match for a collision while uh, while it's announced that Will Ospreay will be on Dynamite next week for the first time as an AEW roster member. Thank God. Can't wait to finally see Will Ospreay on a weekly basis. Backstage, speaking of Will Ospreay, Don Callis is interviewed by Renee as they address Will Ospreay, the meat madness match at Revolution and Sammy Guevara, <laughs> the meat madness is still just prime time, baby. Prime time. Meat madness is forever going to be the shit. In the main event, in a very good main event, Samoa Joe, Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage defeats Hangman out of page, Rob Van Dam, and Hook as Joe chokes the dog shit out of Rob Van Dam. Hook got a giant throw in on Samoa Joe. Giant throw. The kid never ceases to amaze me. Never ceases to amaze me. Uh, and unfortunately, breaking news just less than an hour ago is Hangman picked up an ankle injury in a match, possibly a broken ankle. Fuck. Uh, it happened when Joe was going for the muscle buster and Hangman just rolled off. Like, he was clutching his ankle at the end of that match and everything, but he didn't look like he was in that much pain. He was just yelling at everybody. But yeah, Mel- Meltzer believes it may be a broken ankle. Lovely. And normally when Meltzer talks about this thing, he's he's partially right. I mean, I say partially just because he had even said that when the, the Wardlow knee buckle thing went down, that they were freaking out that it was bad. And if you mm. noticed, his knee is taped to holy fuck. So, I mean, take, take Uncle Dave's info for what you will. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely sucks. Um, on the plus side, we do. It doesn't. We don't lose a match because I guess they can just make Joe and Swerve one on one, and we're all pulling for Swerve to win anyway. We love Joe, but Swerve deserves this. Absolutely. I just feel like it was. It's gonna kind of suck a little bit, just a little bit, because I feel this is one of those. Um, you had an opportunity to to not pin Joe. And you know mm. what I mean, and set it up for like the next one. You know, what I mean? oh, I didn't lose my belt. Give me another shot, just yeah. to kind of keep him strong. People feel if if some people, not me, probably not you, but some people out there feel that if Swerve wins right now, it's too early for Joe. I don't think so. Joe's too strong. He's too over. He's too Joe. Okay, Joe is Joe, baby. Think of that. 
but I don't know. It's a, I, I mean, would, I, I would prefer if we could get Swerve winning and then a one-on-one feud with them. I would prefer that. But if we don't get it, I'm not mad. Yeah, I, I mean, does, does Joe need another long run? I mean, he literally just had the Ring of Honor TV title for God knows how long. And then he dropped it because nobody could beat him for it. Yeah, but... I, and and I, and I am with that notion, but this is his first world title. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's the only reason why I say that. And that's the only reason why I'm fucking just a little hesitant. Just a little. Just a little. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll find out maybe by the end of the day or the next couple of days if Hangman is still okay for revolution. Um, and if the ankle is indeed broken. It's broke. He ain't wrestling nothing. No. Especially when his uh, finishing move involves flipping and landing on his feet. Oh, yeah, having to fucking lift a grown man. <laughs> um, all right, well, we got another pay-per-view, well, a PLE to predict. PLE. But uh, as it's a gimmick pay-per-view, there's only four matches. So it's going down in Perth, Australia, Saturday morning uh, for the UK. I'm not sure what time it is everywhere else. <laughs> I think it's 10 a.m. UK time. Fucking um, two, fucking two a.m. over here, bud. Welcome to our world. <laughs> you, know, you know, the last time I woke up at fucking two a.m. to watch an Aussie was the was fucking the first goddamn uh, preseason game for Spurs when fucking <laughs> Pasakoglu took over and we were playing in goddamn Singapore. Uh, uh, I you know what? It's on Saturday morning, but I'm working at twelve, so I'm only going to see like the first hour of it anyway. Um, yeah, but anyway, boys are like, who's going to watch it live? I'm like, fucking nobody, bud. Fucking nobody, bud. If I wasn't working, I'd love to. It'd be like I was 10 years old again watching SmackDown on a Saturday morning. Well, there we go. Okay. Um, let's kick off with one of the chamber matches because they're probably going to do one either end. Um, I, I think I think the women's is very, very predictable. So let's go with the women's. Becky Lynch. Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and the recently returned Raquel Rodriguez. Tiffany Stratton! I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. It, it seems so obvious that it's Becky. And I'm not saying that as a complaint. I just no. wish, I'm sure I said it last week, I just wish they would not have built her on Rhea before this match. You've said it for a couple of weeks. Just keep it funky because it's the truth. It's the truth. It's one of those things where it was like, give us the anticipation. Allow us to build within our own head. But you guys didn't do it. No, 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 no. Instead, you were like, we already know what it's going to be. We're going to give you a little hint. Problem is, a little hint to us is fucking massive because you guys think we're fucking stupid. So, I mean, it's, I'm not, not excited. And I mean, I, I, I have not lost in true anticipation, but it. It does take the sting off. Yeah, I think they maybe tried to throw in a curveball this week with Liv confronting Becky and Liv pointing out that she was the last person that beat Rhea Ripley. But I, I still don't see anybody but Becky because they built it too much. Becky was the only one that confronted Rhea at the press conference. Um, she got in her face in the yep. Rumble, after the Rumble. It's, 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 it's got to be Becky. It has to be. Otherwise, what else is Becky going to do at Mania? She, I know like there's other girls in the match that probably aren't going to get a match at WrestleMania, but Becky is like, literally one of your biggest stars, and this is WrestleMania 40. 
You know what she's going to do? She's going to hang out in the back and she's going to gawk and all at Seth's gigantic rope thing. I'm so jealous. I can already hear it. <laughs> I can't believe that they are jealous of each other's clothes. It, hey, that's love, baby. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So, yep. Two for Becky. Let's find out. I mean, we probably already know, but let's find out who the winner is going to be facing at Mania. Rhea Ripley defending against Nia Jax. I mean, hey, they tried to make you think somebody could beat Rhea, right? We're bringing in Nia Jax, having Nia Jax be something. Sure, why not? You know what I mean? She's injured people before and fucked up whole storylines. Why not? But no, it's Rhea fucking Ripley. There's there's a line of there's a line in the women's wrestling world right now of, um, you know, who's who's top dog, who's you know top, you know, whatever, and it goes Rhea Ripley, everybody else. And I mean, and that includes all the ladies in AEW. That includes the Tony Storms. That includes it's fucking Rhea Ripley, and then it's everybody else. So, yeah, baby, it's fucking Rhea. Fucking Nia is Nia is not an option, Jack. And uh, also, obviously, it's in Australia. Rhea's all uh, over the poster. She's all over the advertising media. Uh, the, oh, these right. are not Vince McMahon times where he fucks everybody over in their hometown. I was just going to say, I was like, if you guys think it's back in the day, it's not. <laughs> you might win in your hometown, especially in your home country where they almost never fucking go. Yeah, they already fucked over Emma by firing her after they announced the event. Uh, don't remind me. She would have been so fucking over. Right. Her, <sighs> she could have had the, this match against Rhea. Dude, imagine where she would have been. Yes, that's the thing that kills me. It's the, the impatience of the old man that fuck. Thank God he's gone. And it, it that one really stung too because she was really excited about the announcement about Elimination Chamber in Australia. And the next thing, oh wait a minute, I'm fired. Motherfucker, we all were. All right, match number three: The Judgment Days, Finn Balor and Damian Priest defending the tag team titles against. Oh, they got a team name now. Cool. Fuck New yeah, they do. New Catch Republic. Hell yeah, Gunn they do. And Tyler Bate. Ah, fucking Peter doing this, man. I damn love it. He's had his name back for weeks, but I'm still excited about it. It's the greatest thing. Mm. Um, It's the time, baby. Yeah, I'm going to say now. I'm on the fence because, like, obviously Judgment Day are hot as hell, but they have had those titles forever. Yeah, man. Time, baby. Peter Doon <sighs> needs some gold on the big main. And, 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 Need I remind you, need I remind you who set up the UK classic or those, yeah, the UK classic, it was the UK classic, is that what they called it? Uh, something like that, yeah. Whatever, I forgot whatever it was, the United Kingdom, I forget, the United Kingdom tournament, whatever the fuck they yeah. had called it. Don't forget who ran and booked that whole thing. It was a combination of William Regal and all of that. Guess who runs the game right now? Paul Levesque. Guess who still loves fucking Tyler Bate? Paul Levesque. So guess what? It's time. because we. This could have happened. This could have happened like seven years ago. Okay? This could have happened seven years. No, no, that's probably too soon. This could have happened like five years ago. No problem. And we would have loved it. Fucking loved it. Because Peter Dune's on the main. Tyler Bates on the main. You probably would have had Trent Seven hanging around. Maybe somebody like Wolfgang would be around. I like Wolfgang. 
I'm always mm-hmm. a fan of a fat guy that can move. But <laughs> now's the time, baby. I mean, again, I love the Judgment Day. They're hot as all fucking hell, okay? They're one of the hottest factions, if not the hottest faction out there. <laughs> I'm talking shit. Um, that's why I'm getting these sneezes. But in reality, it's time. You know what I mean? Peter Dune's over as fuck. Tyler's over as fuck. It's time for a new regime. And I can only fucking imagine what kind of tag team championship madness we can get at Mania with these fucking guys on one side of the ring. Yeah. Uh, I also think it would be a nice... Oh, God. Give me that. uh, It'd be a great dynamic, too, if obviously Dom lost his title, these guys lose the tag titles, then it's just Rhea left with the women's title, so she can be like, you guys are fucking useless. And then, of course... And he still has the briefcase. Yeah. But, like, they could all lose their titles if Rhea loses her title at Mania. Then all we got is Damian Priest with a briefcase. Damn, that would... Damn, the implosion of the Judgment Day. I love it. And our truth just sitting there with popcorn. Oh, damn, bro. I, I didn't know y'all were going to break up on me. <laughs> um, all right. Main event, probably. Uh, for the men's elimination chamber... Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. As Mike says, beautifully populated. Well, uh, KO and Logan Paul are going to cancel each other out. And I'm just going to say right off the bat, Drew McIntyre. Give me him and Seth. I want them to cancel each other out. Oh, God. You, you, you know how fuck. First off, let me, let me put two scenarios in everybody's head. Yeah, fantasy book and put your helmets on. Here we go. Think of this. Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens in a fucking one of the greatest WrestleMania championship matches you probably have ever seen. Now, okay, so we'll scratch that. That that never happened. Okay, cool. Whatever. It was an idea. Now think of Seth Rollins versus the Internet's biggest star, Logan fucking Paul. If that doesn't help fucking sell already, yeah, it's you have a you have a hot wrestling one, you have a hot selling point, you have something the fans would surprisingly love in L.A. Night. You have two guys that people really don't give a shit about, so we can cancel out. I would cancel out Randy and Bobby, mm. and then you have the guy that if we could say there's one guy that looks to be the in perfect line for it is Drew. I, I lean more towards Kevin and Logan because I, you know me, I love thinking outside the box. Drew and Seth is totally in the box. Like you know what I mean, somebody yeah. set that shit up. We already opened it. it was like, oh crap, we weren't supposed to see that. It's what it is. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not like it's going to be bad. It's going to be amazing. I'm sure it is. Drew never fucking ceases to amaze. Seth never ceases to amaze. So I love it. I do. But if you fucking throw me the curveball. Of Kevin Owens or Logan Paul, I might just go fucking nuts. I might just go nuts. But give me Drew. Just give me Drew for to, for for you know for the yeah. points, baby. For the points. Uh, Drew has got a lot of fan support right now, and I don't want to say I don't know why. Like I don't get it. Um, because I love Drew too, but I, I I don't know what it is specifically about why he's so hot right now with the with the fan base. People think he's getting fucked over. Yeah, but. Also, it's been his whole run, no? 
Yeah, and he and he did have the WWE title for a long time, but it was always behind closed doors because obviously pandemic. So I mean, a lot of people like now is it's time to have a run in front of people. Seriously, and also Seriously. he's almost guaranteed to feud with Punk when Punk comes back. Oh hell yeah! If not Seth first and then him, but yeah, no, he's he's absolutely in line, absolutely. So I, I said the women's was predictable. Maybe this one's equally as predictable. Um, yes and no. Like I said, you have a couple of odd curveballs. Again, maybe yeah. I'm talking out my rear end with the Kevin and the Logan thing because I feel they're going to have a match anyway. But you yeah. never know. You know what I mean? You never know, especially with Triple H booking shit. LA Knight, I think, would be a dark horse. Yeah, uh, sure. And him and Seth would be a great match. But I think Randy's just there to have fun. Lashley... He's too busy feuding with Karrion Cross and his goons. So Yeah, it's a weird one. I think the most logical pick is definitely Drew McIntyre. Get it to him, Drew. And that is all of Elimination Chamber. Yes, sir. Now, with that being done, it is time to hear from my man, the man we pay big dollars for, the mercenary. Can Chris Reed finally capture the TV title next week? Let's hear what he has to say. To this champion. This is is my last chance to do something that has really eluded me since I got here in Max Wrestling. And that is to win the World Television Championship. But the one thing make that the one person that it's getting between me and that title is you, Travis Anderson. You are probably going to be perhaps my biggest challenge yet. This is my last chance. I must take this leap of faith. I can't see you because I am walking in there, meeting you face to face in what is perhaps my biggest battle, no, my biggest war yet. And if this is going to be my biggest war yet, well then, I must be prepared like I am going to. War. Travis Anderson, get ready because that leap of faith, you and your World Television Championship is next. Damn, Chris. Um, 
what that guy probably would have beat me for the TV title. <laughs> That's why we pay the big dollars. Well, big um, the sparks are flying, and although I still miss that title, I, I can't wait to see this. Travis Anderson's first defense as TV champion is against the man that chased me for it for three months, the MDO's mercenary, and he's in full mercenary gear now, Chris Reed. Oh, boy, you better be ready, and I'm going to be bringing some gold back home to the MDO, some more gold, because Chris is going to get the job done. You take my word for it. As we will team with beer, call it international play, if you will, as we take on the Captain Cypher in duos trivia knowledge. It's for the tag team titles, baby, and we go on Ansball, and unlike Spurs, we bring it home some silverware. I cipher is my heavy hitter. Uh, th- yeah, there's there's a reason I ended up teaming with him, and it's not because I was a wild card. It's because he's damn good, and I want some more gold. Uh, this one, however, is not for titles. Despite their storied history in classic trivia battles, Mike Larkin and the Phoenix have never gone one-on-one in promos. That all changes next week at Leap of Faith. It is Phoenix and Mike Larkin one-on-one. Golly, the build has been great and the anticipation is high. And after the last few weeks, the main event is simply unmissable. Cypher will defend his world championship against the man they call the Doctor, the Kingpin, as it started off as a simple call-out for a veteran's return and has gone absolutely personal. It is new limits for the world championship. Next week, it all goes down. We take a leap of faith on the road to Promomania. February 29th, go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com slash leap for more information. You really, really, really don't want to miss this. And to finish the show off, of course, let's put some points on the board. Kicking off with the Twatometer. I can know. Amir's lucky this week. Expect anything less from a bunch of neckbeard, stinky twats. Oh, lordy lord. All right, I've got I've got one guy on the list. I'm sure there's somebody else out there. I'm sure there's a plethora of cats out there right now. But I got one guy who has who who I literally was I it you know it's bad when you're not even looking and you find it. And apparently there are some people and it's not just some of the ladies in the AEW women's locker room that are upset with the move from with Mercedes Monet on the way. But Eric Bischoff feels that she will not do a goddamn thing for this roster, for this company, for this whatever. And to that, I say, dude, you, you were the guy that brought in Kiss thinking it was going to bring in ratings. You, you had the Kiss demon be a wrestler thinking it was going to bring in ratings. You had... Goldberg's streak ended because you thought it was going to bring in ratings. What the fuck do you know? Like, let's be honest. You let's 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 be transparent for a minute. And I'm going to probably shit on him in this exact way multiple times over the next few years or whatever. But let's be transparent for real for a second. You took the NWA. You took one of the hottest, if not the hottest wrestling promotion outside of the WWF, if not ahead of the WWF. You took them when they were transforming into WCW, still stuck in the mid-90s, and you took them into the late 90s. And it started good, but you also grabbed, again, something that had a massive following in the hottest period of professional motherfucking wrestling. So the fact that you were fucking downing uh, views left and right center had nothing to do with your product, had everything to do with the fact that wrestling was hot. 
everything to do with wrestling was hot. So what the hell do you fucking know? Mercedes Monet may not absolutely change this women's roster with the flip of a switch. It may not be overnight. It may not be in two weeks. It may not be in three weeks. It may not be in three months. But I assure you, the presence alone of Mercedes Monet, Deanna Peraza, Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, uh, Ruby Soho, the list goes on and on and on and on. This women's roster with the addition of Mercedes Monet will, in time, and I say this because I'm not going to fuck, fuck myself over, in time, it will surpass WWE's women's division. Today, without her debuting, it's on par. It's on par. And if you can't believe that, if you can't fathom that yourself, good sir, yeah, fucking twat. And you get all five points this week. You, sir, a bloody idiot. Go fuck yourself. All right. That puts, uh, oh, wait a minute. Fucking did that wrong. That puts Bischoff on 13 points. He's above Ryback. That's how much of a twat he is. Hey, there it is. Uh, man, that almost turned into a geek of the week. Almost. <laughs> Damn near. All right. All five points to Bischoff. Let's find out who's getting five yeet points this week. Do you? Do you feel me? For real. Do you feel him, sir? Do you do? And I am going to give all five points to one person, and I'm going to give them to this person just to fuck, uh, fucking stick the middle finger up to Anthem. Josh hey. Alexander gets five points for uh, for having his contract extended against his will. The walking machine got rebooted for no goddamn reason. He got rebooted wirelessly. Whatever, bro. We're still pulling for you. You'll be you'll be fucking free of this company soon unless they decide to make the proper changes. And then you know what, dude? All fucking it's 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 all uphill for you, big dog. Josh Alexander has it, baby. Wanna fix it? Just bring back Scott. Mm, that's it. And then guess what? Everybody goes back to being happy. Hey, all right, happy group. Yeah, TNA's back. <laughs> Simple, baby. Simple. All right, there we go. Um, thank you for joining us. I hope we rocked you harder than the fans in Anaheim that got roasted by The Rock. Hell yeah. Before we go anywhere, here's what Moses and the TSK have for you pencil neck geeks this week on Click This. Oh, my goodness. So, whole lot going on with the Click. Um, so, stuff hasn't dropped so that's just let's just keep it funky and call it what it is. I had I, I I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. Audio issues are a motherfucker. Okay, it is what it is. We like to bring quality shows out here. You know what I mean? We got to make sure everything's good, so nothing goes out unless it's fully done. So that TNA um, review that's gonna drop along with this show. So you're gonna probably get Max today, uh, probably later on this afternoon, this evening, whatever the have you. And then within probably the couple of hours after that, that review will finally drop. The boys have uh, the whole thing with The Rock strong arming his way into WrestleMania. And then we talk about the resurgence of how we stood up and said, nah, 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 we ain't playing that fucking game. And how we forced their hand into changing it. So you're going to get about three different episodes from the TSK coming. Whole lot of good stuff coming from that. Uh, with Elimination Chamber coming, 
The boys might jump on it. We might not. But for sure, we will be back in two weeks to jump on Revolution. Um, we could do something special. We're looking at maybe doing something special. I, we've, I've talked about it before. I've talked about it with my man Daz here. We now have the lovely ability to go live on, on YouTube. There's a possibility that maybe, just maybe, TSK and maybe somebody else, maybe some of y'all awake on the other side of the world, maybe we do a big old gigantic review of uh, of Revolution since it should be a revolutionary show. But who knows? You know, we don't know for sure. Just it, putting it out there to stay tuned, stay plugged to everything right here on all the socials, Max Wrestling UK, Cat to 512, SMR Podnet, the evil Twitter machine, as they say. Go ahead and out there and follow us on all those. Check out the Max Wrestling website. MaxWrestlingNet.Wheelie.com. Follow us, subscribe, the whole nine. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the socials, because being connected to us gets you into the know-how. And most importantly, go get on the Facebook. Be a part of that conversation each and every week that we're a part of. Come get on there. Maybe your comments can be mentioned on the show. Come be a part of it. Yeah, all you got to do is drop a comment, and it will be on the show. Just look out for the uh, Hot Topics post, which I will put up next week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what happens, baby? This is that dad life, boy. That's what happens. I'm not gonna lie, though. I do kind of want to see the TSK all waking up to uh, do a live watch along for Elimination Chamber. That'd be fucking great. <laughs> 2 a.m. Let's go, boys. Uh, with that said, join us next week for Leap of Faith, the first event of its kind for us. We don't normally do one in February, but here you go. With four huge matches plus. AW Revolution predictions as we prepare to say goodbye to the man they call Sting. Ah, you've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. Bang. I ain't never seen a card so stacked that I ain't on. You gotta love this.